Hi everyone, my name's Dave. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to Sports Stack Weekly Analysis by Alpha Stack, where you can get your weekly discussion on everything Sports Stack. This is a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at Alpha Stack Group. And don't forget to check out our weekly blog posts at www.alphastack.co.uk. Right, enough of the admin. Let's get on with the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to what used to be the Alpha Stack podcast. Uh, we're now calling ourselves Sports Stack Weekly Analysis. Um, so remember that one over the next few weeks. This is now episode 19, and we are finally at the end of what has been a really intense period of football. I think it was something like 82 games in 39 days, they were saying. So, Jay, uh, we've got Jay as ever. Um, how have you found it, mate? Um, it's To be honest, it's quite a relief. <laughs> yep. Because it's, it's just been relentless, obviously, not just from a trading perspective, but you know, for us in terms of uh, all, all the content and whatnot, it's been absolutely relentless for us. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm quite looking forward to having like what was it like nearly two weeks off before the Champions League kicks off now. Yeah, couple of weeks off, and I think I'm, I'm I am actually looking forward to the Champions League. I'm just glad the Premier League's done. I think it would be a good change of pace, and it'd be nice to um, be looking at, at some different football different players. <laughs> different, yeah, different players, different. Playing styles, different tempos, all that stuff, different kits. Yeah, um, actually mean everything rather than um, like you know a mid-table Premier League game that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, where teams have actually already given up. Like everyone there has something to play for. Yeah, um, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But we do have a couple of weeks off now. We've got a lot to go over in this podcast. Uh, it's another what with it being the end of the season. It's another where we've got a guest on. So. Uh, we've got Sportstack Scotty from Twitter. Scott, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, very well, very well. As okay. as, as we just mentioned, I think we're we're both glad to uh, to be done. Um, Absolutely relentless, non-stop. Probably gonna have to uh, build my relationship back up with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. I'm glad that we're not the only ones who feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just yeah, just been a whirlwind to be honest since I started on sports stack to where we are now it's only been four weeks but it feels like six months to be honest <laughs> yeah well that that's the thing i mean at the start of football returning i certainly was very excited about it um but it actually didn't take that long for me to, for me to grow at least a little bit weary and i was like i'm gonna have to dial everything back here in terms of particularly in terms of how much i was betting just so that i didn't lose too much focus yeah 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 um, and by by the end of it, it was sort of like one or two trades for game week, um, just to sort of keep keep my head in the game a little bit. Um, but Scott, so do you want to just tell us first, kind of like all the usual questions? You know, how you found Sports Stack? How long you've been on? Because I mean, that's one of the, the the main things with this is that you, you've not been on the on the platform for that long. Just your kind of like first first impressions of it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I, I think it's brilliant, to be honest. I've been on sort of Twitter for, for the, the last year via another platform. Um, and I sort of heard about Sports Stack through um, different um, handles mentioning it. Um, obviously, it was down while everything was in lockdown. And then people were posting about um, 
not so much a new platform, but a new design with it. Um, <laughs> so obviously it all kicked up. Um, I've seen a few people posting this, that and the other. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll give it a go. I'll see what it's all about. And um, it just went from there, really. Obviously, um, I was on Slack with the other um, platform anyway. Um, and then I think it was Sports Stack Mark that posted um, the Slack community with regards to Sports Stack. And I didn't know that Sports Stack had a Slack community. Um, so, yeah, it just went from there, really. I, I got set up on there um, by Mark. Um, obviously, I got to have a quick run through all the different rules because it is a bit of a minefield when you first start. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know about the the scoring tables and how it worked. Um, obviously, when you you sort of get into it, it it becomes a lot clearer. But for someone who's new who wouldn't go on in the Slack community, I I'm not sure I would be here now. To be honest, I probably would have given up sooner. Um, and yeah, just all the help in there got me going, really. I think um, in terms of how I started, I just deposited um, £100 um, and then just off the advice of putting small shares. I think it was oh, Southampton versus Watford, the first game. So I did like 10 shares with Southampton players, uh, 10 shares with some Watford players. And then I just um, I just judged it as, as the game went on then. Um, and luckily enough, <laughs> just off that game, I, I won my initial deposit back. So, yeah, I was just hooked from there. Really. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just unbelievable, really. I'm not sure I'll ever have that that kind of um, that luck again. But it was certainly, a, you know, a, a boost in the right direction. And I haven't looked back, really. It's helped uh, get you hooked on the platform, start yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was just it felt easy because obviously I had the, um, I had the the super stack sort of bonus to go with it, um, and I think it was Ward. No, it was Danny Ings. Dan, Danny Ings scored, scored two goals. Yeah. So, so yeah. I put, yeah, I put eight pound on him, and then obviously I had eight, eight pound from the sign up credit and won a hundred and twelve quid. So I was, yeah, I'd already just from that game. I think I'd done crap in the. In the actual shares wise, I think it only was up one pound ninety nine. But it got me, it got me into sussing out how how the the movement of the players during game was. You know, in terms of the scoring uh, matrix. Yeah, and, yeah, it's something that we've mentioned before, isn't it? That sort of super stack is probably the best way for people to be introduced into into the scoring table, yeah. and then people will eventually start to use the exchange which i guess you're actually a, a prime example of that now yeah it was just it was just ridiculous to be honest it's like an instant hook to it um like you see because of the um coming about after post lockdown it just mm -hmm. it was a game every single night and i think I, i've been in the slack community saying right right i'm gonna have two days off now but then i'm back <laughs> I'm, I'm back in there the next game then for like <laughs> brighton do you know what i mean yep <laughs> Some of the some of the games I just wouldn't even even entertain watching, and you know I'm getting excited as if it's a Cardiff City game, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I know that feeling sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's a big night for you guys tonight, isn't it? So ah, incredible. I'm sweating like hell. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I'm dripping. 
like with be, anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I'll, I'll be just honest. so everyone knows, this is what an hour and a half before kickoff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll be yeah. all right. I'll have a few cans before then, so I settle down. But right now, I'm in the. I've I've already started. I've already started. So <laughs> I feel like I should have one with you, lads. <laughs> yeah, got it. Got to be done. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's Fulham, though, isn't it? I'm a bit. Oh, I don't didn't want to play Fulham to be honest. No, I. But I would rather. This is how cynical I am. I'd rather lose to Fulham than lose to Swansea in the final. Yes, definitely. I'd. I'd, I'd also rather lose to Fulham here and yeah. and Swansea just absolutely batter Fulham in the final. Yeah, I just don't... I can't take losing to them in the final. No, don't get me wrong. I suppose the ideal team to play would be Swansea to be honest, but it's just the thought of losing that. Yeah. It, it, you never hear the end of it. No, it'd exactly. Ab- it'd just be an ab- absolute nightmare. But hopefully they won't ca- get past Brentford in the second leg, will they? Well, fingers crossed. Well, as long never as it's a better yeah. <laughs> when, when is the second leg? Uh, Thursday. Right, OK. So, Quick to be fair, it's not long. I mean, there's there's never long between games at the moment, is there? No, no. That's it. It's just relentless, isn't it? Even... You know what I mean? The Champions League now, and then the season's going to start again pretty soon after that. Exactly. So it's just bon- <laughs> absolutely bonkers. It's all over the place. Yeah. So um, and and like you say, the games as well. You know, the games like a lot of them have got nothing on it, so it's it's really hard to to sort of um, judge a player on how he's going to perform because they may not be at the races like anyway. So mm. I think the in play side of it comes comes into it quite big there for me to be honest well that that brings us on to kind of the next point we wanted to cover have you established any strategies that you you sort of tended towards whether it's I mean as you say could be in play it could be particular types of players you you find yourself buying or selling more often than others or yeah I I find um youth um I try and keep an eye out for um particularly if a youth player is gonna be especially after lockdown with so many games so many um teams have had their season decided and they start playing the youth a bit. Um I always sort of go short on some of them, hope hoping that they can't obviously it's their first game, their debuts or whatever, or they're quite inexperienced. And I'm I'm hoping that they have a bad game basically or a bad first half. Yeah. Um but I'll also look in in play as well, and I think if I think a player is is performing not as well as he could do, it's it's a lot harder for a player to turn it around. So usually these kind of players, they're either substituted at half time or they're given five ten minutes of the second half, maximum fifteen minutes, and then they're off at sixty minutes. You know. So you've been um, trying to pick up on uh, on some of the earlier subs. Yeah, yeah, I've done I've done pretty well on it. I don't get me wrong, I have lost a bit but I've won more than I've lost you know so yeah um I think um that might have actually been down to Jay actually but he he, he mentioned about um oh who's the right right back for Man United um Fossey Mensa yeah that's it yeah. see I don't even know his name like <laughs> but he was he was having a shocker and I um and I think Jay did mention at the time that you know he, he possibly could get substituted half time so I thought oh yeah, yeah. I, I didn't pick up on that at the time but a lot yeah. of people made bank yeah. on that. But it's that like... kind of thing, you know? And he did. Subbed <laughs> yeah. at half-time, didn't he? He did. He did. I. Oh. It was frustrating for me because I'd shorted him, like, I think five minutes into the game anyway. Um, but I yeah. spotted him at half-time and he was still like 7, 8p above his payout to sell. Yeah. Um. So I mentioned it. I didn't act on it at all. And then when he got subbed at half-time, I was just sat here like, 
everyone just made bank off that and I'm sat here like oh yeah I'll just carry on with my <laughs> 300 that I had at kickoff like don't worry about it <laughs> lovely um, um, so yeah, yeah gl- I, glad you all made bank off that <laughs> yeah exactly that's the beauty of the Slack community isn't it you know in this um, yeah it does help like, but um, yeah in terms of other strategies um, I think from a win-lose point of view is um, like I said um, uh, about what I do is if I get past I've got a set target that I keep in my cash balance if I go over that I always withdraw it so I don't um, I don't get into the mentality of um, obviously the confidence side of things you know go bigger go bigger go bigger because then you start going into the realms of um, betting that is out of your um, budget kind of thing you know yeah. Um, so I always I always withdraw that back into the account and play on the original what I'm happy to play with. Um, so that is one that is one side of it. Um, in terms of losses as well, if I if I do say um, lose big, then I go back to my original um, day one strategy was of ten shares, and I'll get ten shares and a player just to build my confidence back up because it does knock you a bit. Yeah, when you drop yeah. and then rather than try and chase your losses by going in 400 shares on another player and trying to win all that back I'll just drop down to 10 shares and try to pick it back up again build my confidence and then go again you know yeah get your iron again yeah so um, obviously Trezeguet is a fan favourite of mine I, I can't stand him <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like him to be honest um, he doesn't do anything during a game but um, like most goal scorers, a lot of them don't do a lot in the game, and obviously when they score, that kind of knackers you up. So that's a big, big gamble, really. Yeah. Um, I've been burnt twice on him, but I, ha- I think I'm in profit on him since I've been in. So I'll continue to short him. Just so, so you've like been him. consistently shorting him. Yeah. Um, it's just been one or two games. Well, one in particular, I guess. Yeah, just the the one in particular, um, which is my biggest loss, basically, which was. Um, I shorted him at 39p, and even then, I think he scored. I think he scored two goals, and he still only got 59p. Or maybe that was the game before. Um, but then I've won big on him. From um, he had that game where he scored two goals, um, and everyone stayed away from him. And I thought, right, well, he ain't gonna do that again. So I shorted him again because I think he was at like 45p then. Yeah, he um, came out a bit higher. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I, I I got profit out of that one, but the worst I had was his was his game before last, with um he scored, but he only got fifty nine p then, you know. So his his base is is dreadful, really, but that's that's what happens when you you bet with um a goal scorer, you know. Same with Jamie Vardy, they don't tend to really do a lot during a game unless they no, score exactly. or, or just you know or just um frequent yeah, amount of shots on targets, yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, we've had a few, a few guys like that. I think the same week Trezeguet scored a couple against, against Palace. There was McGoldrick scored scored two against Chelsea. Solanke yeah. scored two. Solanke, Solanke, yeah, that's another one. Deeney had a brace. Um, so you can you can get those old games, and it was. I suppose it was weird that all of those happened to come in the same weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be enough to put a lot of people off if you happen to be short all of those guys, and there's there's, there's not really anything wrong with being short any of them, but um, that can catch you out. Yeah, Thomas Susek as well. Is it Susek? Yep. I think I long I shorted him, and he like never scored for um, 
West Ham. And then since the restart, yeah, he's now, called yeah, like, quite yeah, often. Literally, he's my first. Um, he's first my my first dabble in like um, over a hundred shares, and he just ruined me. To be fair, <laughs> I got a, I did get out pretty quick, but I still lost um, quite a bit of money. Yeah, that's the problem. Um, Once they yeah. score, it's very hard to change it from a from a losing position, especially when you short around forty five to fifty p. Yeah, uh, it's really hard to get a winning position from that. So I'm still, I am still um, finding my way with it. You know, I'm, I'm obviously um, talking all about my losses at the moment, but um, I'm obviously vastly in profit as well. So we must be doing something right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's important to post the losses like I do on Twitter as well. I post everything that I lose. So um, I think it's a tendency of if you post only your wins, then it's a bit of a false. Um, Absolutely. You know, people can get drawn in on that and you just, it's not, got to have a true reflection and it's the only way to to sort of be real with yourself so you don't get out of hand as well you know yeah for sure for sure you you can i guess you if you're in danger of creating this sort of false illusion of, yeah. of being some sort of pro if you only post your your wins so it's yeah. a good way to keep yourself in check yeah, yeah that's it that exactly and it, it, it flows into real life as well you know if you think you're big billy big bollocks on sports stack you could start making um, rash decisions in your real life then, you know, when you haven't got the money. So it, these things tend to like, you know, so by doing what I'm doing just keeps me on the straight and narrow and it keeps it fun as well. You know, so yeah. the, the losses I am getting, I'm quite more than comfortable to lose them. Yeah, uh, exactly. So it, it's it's still fun, you know. And, oh, don't get me wrong, it's upsetting to lose a couple of quid to Trezeguet, but that's all it is. Um and I think if I went too big, then, yeah, that, that novelty is soon we're off. Yeah, and I mean, that goes back to what, what Chris was saying, who we had on last week, about making sure you've got a staking plan where you can afford to lose whatever you're, whatever you're trading. And I yeah. think that's really important for beginners, particularly if they want to keep enjoying it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just, I, yeah, I've got like a set, you know, I don't even mind... Um, I've got a set amount that I'm willing to deposit every month, so to speak. Um, but at the moment, I haven't had to use it. So, um, and I hope I don't have to as well. But I'd like to think the longer I go on, the more um, the more help I get, which, you know, that's why I'm saying I keep banging on about Slack. But the amount of help I've had in there compared to other sort of sites I've been on is unbelievable, yeah. you know. And it's helped massively, and I've had a lot, a lot of big wins because I've taken advice from others. Um, but then that's filtered into my own choices. Then you know, yeah. So, and uh, it's, it's a strange one, really, because I've been watching football quite heavily for the last twenty years. But some of the things that people are saying is has been a, a bit of a light bulb, you know. I was thinking, you know, I never thought of it like that. So yeah, it's always yeah. good to get other people's sort of opinions on. Yeah. on anything really um, it, it changes the way you watch is get watch the games yeah oh yeah the, the storing the scoring table to kind of look through 100 percent. let's get on to the games from the weekend um as of last week last week we won't cover every single game some of them were were kind of nothing games but there's a few that we certainly should be talking about um yeah. so if we start off with arsenal versus watford Ultimately, the result consigned uh, Watford to, to relegation. 
um, they needed three points, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Um, but they, I mean, they went down to a penalty very, very early on. Um, and then the second goal, Arsenal went 3 0 up, didn't they? Yeah, they, they were three 0 up. Yeah, yeah. So it was, I mean, it was all, it was all but done, wasn't it? Quite, quite early on for them, uh, in terms of relegation. It was one of those games where Aubameyang just destroyed them, really. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Aubameyang was on top form. Yeah, um, max payout, and yeah, in the end, actually watching the game. Watford, particularly in the second half, were, were all over Arsenal, but they started they started um, at a significant disadvantage. It was three one at half time, and that and they they just couldn't overcome that. But I think it's a bit of a strange one. They decided to get rid of Nigel Pearson, but there was actually some decent play from Watford's front line. And I think I don't I don't know what will happen with with their guys. You would assume Ismail Assar might end up getting getting picked off he's not actually been that good since lockdown but yeah um, he's been he hasn't been the best has he no yeah. so there are there there are some interesting things there but Watford obviously you know should be able to handle themselves in the championship you'd say um, Scott did you trade anyone in this game um, I was going to um, go long on um, Aubameyang but I went for Vardy instead so that worked out well for me <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> one of those sort of last minute decisions and I thought uh, do you know what? I, I just really fancy Vardy against Man United's defence. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> it didn't quite work out like that, did it? <laughs> no, not no. at all. No, we'll uh, get on to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, there we are. Yeah, so how, how much was Aubameyang? Out of curiosity. Probably about 56, 57, yeah, I'm guessing. He, he wasn't. I can't think off the top of my head, but he wasn't that much, to be honest. Right. Um, and I was to be, to be fair, I was always going to sort of trade out trade out of him if he scored a goal anyway and just take the um and just take the profit that I had then which is what I kind of tried to do anyway it's very rarely that I I hang on to it towards the end of a game I just haven't got the bottle for it at the moment I just just get too twitchy um, I think we I think we missed missed this big time because mm. his his actual um sort of like his open graph makes it look as if he was 50 but I, yeah, but I'm not. And then his actual in-play graph, the purple line starts like slap band between 40 and 60. So he must have been quite close to 50. Yeah, um, which which really makes me think. Yeah, we we totally missed that like yeah. big time here. Yeah, that <laughs> um, was a sitter. Props to uh, props to Ben who who did actually go along on a Bamiang and make like killing it quid off him. Yeah. yeah. Things I can't I can't envisage the day that I buy someone they score in the first what was it, it was in the first ten minutes probably I yeah. scored yeah it was. I couldn't envisage myself sitting on that for the rest of the game no. I probably no. would cash out straight away yeah that's my yeah. that's my mentality at the moment I just haven't got the that's that's very much it I'm just hoping for you know obviously the shorting someone is a little bit different because you're kind of hanging on there and just hoping they play worse than what they are. But once that goal is scored, that's enough for me to take the to the initial the initial profit there, you know? Yeah. And Tierney, yeah. Tierney as well. A goal and assist. Where did that come from? Or am I missing something? Uh, he's starting to find his feet, isn't he? Because this, yeah. is, this is the second time we've had him, we've had him in the, the team of the week. 
um, which, which isn't be released out. yet. But it will be out at the same time as the podcast, <laughs> so everyone, it's it's not a spoiler. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was in. He was in a few weeks ago because he basically helped keep a diamond trailer quiet. Yeah. And this is obviously kind of a different, a different sort of performance. But you had a, a bit of a game of two halves because Watford was so dominant in the second half. I think at half time, Tierney was already on about sixty-one p. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was quite high. Um, so what was it? Yeah, he was sixty-one. Um, obviously, he suffered from the two goals conceded. Um, but he, he actually ended up having quite a quiet game in general like if you take away the goal and assist then he pays out yeah, 38p true. yeah i got you yeah um, which is quite poor i suppose i mean his base is going to be what 20 odd dave uh yeah hold on let me find it <laughs> put, put me on the spot here i need to reach my other my uh uh, so it's going to be what 68 and um, take away the 45 23 this will be, be an editing job yep 28 bang on yeah um, yeah his base okay so his base wasn't fantastic obviously if you take away his goals it's kind of and say he, he's on 38p yeah. or his goal involvements and you take away the other team's goals and he's up to 48 it's it's okay um, for me it's more a sign of, of the fact that they're there is potentially a lot of room for improvement in our Arsenal squad, but I think he could be their left back or their left wing back for the years to come. Mm. I think Depends where what other... they want to do with Saka. Yeah, it, it possibly does. And, um, I mean, Tierney has moved quite well between left back and, and sort of left centre half in that back three. Um, so you would imagine you'd want Saka playing further forwards because he's been he's been a bit, a bit of a revelation. It feels. It feels like he's been around longer than this season, but he actually only really stepped on the scene about November, I think, in one of the uh, Europa League games. Yeah, because he was injured, wasn't he, when he signed? No, no, no. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Saka. All right, sorry. Uh, but Tierney, I mean, yeah, Tierney's been in and out of the team with uh, yeah, with a couple exactly. of injuries. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of since lockdown that he started to actually really settle into him. Um, so, yeah. In the end, that was that was obviously a decent game, a bit of a tight, worrisome yeah. finish, I suppose. Um, Watford, I think on balance, probably deserved to to go down. Um, and Nigel Pearson is is a very unfortunate casualty. Yeah, I can't believe they've done that. To be honest, I don't don't see where the the sense in that was. To be honest, but there we are. But, I know we, it's yeah. what you expect from Watford, isn't it? Uh, you know yeah. how often do they, do they change manager? Um, sure. And to be fair to them, normally it works. Uh, yeah. Normally they get a string of results from it. But four times yeah. a season, wasn't it? Um, yeah, four different. Yeah, four different managers. I think. Um, I can't just, remember who they had at the start of the year. No, but then they brought yeah. in then, Flores. Yeah, yeah, start of the year is literally almost like twelve months ago now. Yeah, so. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, so they've had Flores, they've had Pearson, they've had Mullins, uh, a couple That's of it. points. Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 absolute madness. But they, yeah, in that respect, they they deserve to go down. They've got a bit of a job on their hands to work out what's what. But they have got a decent team. So and I think I think I, I have kind of thought that about 
each of the teams that have gone down, there are a lot of players that could leave those clubs. Um, I, th- I think there's less Watford players that would leave the club than um, Norwich players or uh, or Bournemouth players. Do you think so? Yeah. I think Bournemouth have got a young squad that is... A lot of them are quite Premier League capable in my eyes. Um, and because they're young, they're attractive to, to other managers and other teams. Norwich are yeah. in a very similar position, whereas Watford, I don't see sort of like they I don't see as many young talented players uh, as I do in in those two sides yeah well we'll come on to Bournemouth in a second because that is the next game on the list with Watford I was thinking through I suppose their side is aging but Capu and Decore probably both leave yep I'd be surprised to see Delefeo in the championship but he is coming back from an injury Ismail Assar was a big signing and it'd be it'd be weird for him to be there in the championship. Welbeck as well, I don't know. Um, Roberto Pereira. Someone to buy Welbeck. Um, that is true. There's obviously two sides to every transaction. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's hop on to hop on to the the Everton Bournemouth game. So Bournemouth actually, despite having been on a horrendous run since lockdown, turned up and did their job. Yeah, final day of the season. Um, and and that's that's quite unfortunate for them because they they did well against. I mean, Everton had, had sort of rotated. They had uh, Jared Branthwaite playing centre half, who he actually did quite well, all things considered. But Bournemouth won three one. Um, one one of the points here, I suppose, is the fact that Bournemouth would have stayed up had, had that that goal Someone in the Sheffield Villa game <laughs> Yeah. Um, you've got to feel sorry for them you know in in every way shape and form because that that is something you know that should have been eliminated from the game uh years ago and you know for all intents and purposes it has been in you know every other case um but this one obviously Bournemouth losing out on that now and it's the worst Premier League club for it to happen to in terms of their finances yeah it's I mean the thing I find surprising about it I suppose is the fact that it was actually such an obvious decision that is the one that's caught everyone out yeah um, and whether that was just a case of they forgot to turn a camera on or what but there must have been someone at, someone at Hawkeye watching the game and going that needs to be given <laughs> I don't know oh, um, you'd have liked to think so you, you would one name we do need to mention in this game is Josh King because we have repeatedly given Josh King, among other players, a bit of a battering for yeah. not turning up um, or his or his base payouts being particularly poor. Uh, but he, had, he was 67p payout in this game with a golden assist, um, which is one of the highest of the weekend. Hmm. Didn't know that. No, no. It's... Um, I suppose, yeah, it's a bit of a surprise, actually, to to see that from him. Um, in fact, if I scroll down my spreadsheet, I'll be able to find... And he still got tackled quite often. Um... Yeah, I mean, he was doing reg- regular Josh King things. His base power was 20p, which is actually much better than, than you'd normally, normally perhaps expect from him. Yeah, I mean, he was incredibly 
quiet after his goal to his assist in terms of like there was no constant like little rise all the time it was if you look at sort of the graph it's although there are deviants you know it goes up and down it's pretty much straight yeah it's flat (laughs) right okay the other, the other one we should mention from this game, who, again, is, I suppose, an unlikely kind of candidate for this sort of payout, is uh, Moyes Keane, who scored for Everton. So he paid out 63p, and he only played 70 minutes. So that's that's not a bad return on him. No, that's um, quite good. I quite really like wouldn't expect that anyone's yeah. actually gone long him in, a, in any considerable size. No, He's done nothing this season, really, has he? No. no, he's had a he's had a real real hard time, I guess. I mean, it was back in when Duncan Ferguson was in charge. He got subbed on and then subbed off <laughs> in one of those games, and that's obviously not not a great thing to have happen to you. Yeah, no. that's the worst. No, I, rem- I remember when he signed. He said that he was aiming to score seven goals this season, which is a bit of a, a strange target to have. But unfortunately for him, I don't think he's managed it. Yeah, he, that just proves how hard the Premiership as well because he looked unbelievable for Juventus. He did. Um, I think I think some of it is maybe the side you're in and Juventus are you know are able to yeah to like that. And he he could be a, a similar ilk to I suppose Iñacho or probably not Gabriel Jesus, but you know if you put him in a City side, he he might do okay. Yeah, he'd have more chances for for a start. I, I think you know players are yeah. on a plate for him. Yeah. Did you watch this game, Scott? Um, I didn't watch that game at all whatsoever. <laughs> I, I honestly, I just thought, I just thought Bournemouth were just going to get battered, to be honest. But I don't know why. But it's just a shame that they've come out and won three one on the last game of the season. Um, um, who did they play before? With Slanky scored. Uh, Leicester. It's all just a little bit too late, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That that kind of fighting men. I know they 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 play nice football and. It's just a shame that it took until the last couple of games when they were they, they were fighting to turn it around. But like you say, um, you know that West Ham goal wasn't a goal, and yes, yeah, cost them their Premiership uh, place really, which is a lot of money. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate for them. No, I think in with these round of games, I think I had Jamie Vardy, so I concentrated on Vardy for um, for the majority majority of the time. Yeah, I think that's the other problem that we've probably all got. Yeah. yeah, there's just, you know, every game was going off at four o'clock. Um, so there's, you know, we, we <laughs> definitely couldn't sort of spread ourselves across all all 10 games. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's too, too much to uh, keep up with. Yeah. Um, just running through what we've done with Watford there. Jay, you say you think the Bournemouth squad is, is a bit more appealing, probably. Um, to other teams in terms of in terms of pinching some of their players, who are you, who do you think is probably on their way out? Brooks to Man United, obviously. To Man United specifically? <laughs> um, no, not specifically. I think Brooks will go. I think Brooks is probably off. Yeah. Um, obviously, they'll. I mean, they'll lose Wilson um, anyway. Harry Wilson, that is. Um, they. Billings. Yeah, Billings, Nathan Ake. And the keeper as well, Ramsdale uh, actually has done, yeah, has done well for them this he's, season. Yeah, so he's not job. done a bad job. Um, I think 
they will probably want to get rid of Solanke. It's just whether somebody will pay more than five million for him. Do you think? Uh, <laughs> do you not think that he he could find his level in the championship? Yeah, he could, but not for 140k a week. No. Is that how much he's being paid? He's being paid something ridiculous. Shut like up. That. Right. Okay. That's why they want to get rid of him because that was going to be my next question. But I had absolutely no how much, no idea how much he was being paid. They. Well, I mean, he signed from Liverpool and he was supposed to save them, in effect, wasn't he? So I'm sure they're paying him a ridiculous amount of money. Um, you know, Callum Wilson and Josh King, they're not going to be on small wages anyway. I know Callum Wilson is a lot older, but you could probably get away with keeping one of those in the championship. But could you really get away with keeping both of them, especially for a club like Bournemouth, who I know we've mentioned it before, but 80% of their income this year was TV revenue. Yeah. Like they, they can't afford to keep... I would say half, if not more, of their starting eleven. They're gonna have to sell. Yeah, I think they they've obviously had some bad luck with injuries, but it does seem like they they've got a big a big sort of shuffling around to do there. I just I wouldn't be surprised if one of King or Wilson are off in the summer. I could yeah. see a team maybe like West Ham being interested in either of those guys. And the fact is, Callum Wilson has until this season been a decent Premier League goal scorer. For, for you know a relatively yeah. small team, yeah. I think if you had a fully fit Bournemouth for the full season, obviously not. Like you, you lose a couple of players to injuries here and there, but the way they lost, you know, a large core of their team at one stage, I think if they didn't have that, and if those injuries were all a little bit more spread out, then they'd have been fine. Yeah, because they have played a hell of a lot better since the restart. Where you know, all of these players have started to come back and they're, they're fit again. Yeah. Fair. Right. The final sort of piece of the, the relegation puzzle was uh, the West Ham Villa game. Where obviously, West Ham don't have anything to worry about, much like Everton. Uh, Villa really need something. They needed, I think they needed a win to guarantee survival, didn't they? They needed, they needed a win to guarantee survival, but a point a would do draw, it. If... A, yeah, obviously a draw done it um, because even Watford with lost. that, yeah, basically Watford lost. Got you. Cool. Well, we will know how it ended. It wasn't the best of games. No, it was no. pretty dead, wasn't it? Even the even the payouts are just really poor. It just it. I mean, from a purely sports app perspective, it just looked like nothing was happening until the final five minutes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean that was that yeah that would be quite a, a tough game to trade. I I didn't I certainly didn't touch it. I don't know if you guys did. No, no, no I left this, it. As a obviously a newbie, this is my problem at the moment. I just um, I kind of like my, my my the players I pick are kind of the players I'm watching at the moment. If that makes sense. Yeah. As well as obviously you've, you've got the um, you've you've got the market. Um, but I've, I've only been sort of going back to players that I've seen in particular games. It may not be like um, your Bruno Fernandes, but it might be that another player that was playing is playing a, a different game following on that I tend to go there. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I stick, I, yeah, not yet anyway. A bit more experience and later down the line, like reading the graphs and things like that. 
So, so yeah, it's, that w- it's a difficult one, but I think there's a huge amount of value in what um, Christian said a few weeks ago, or the way he was talking about being selective with with his bets. So yeah. I think there's a huge amount of skill with just knowing when to leave a game alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and I know. I know I've certainly been guilty of sort of overtrading in that respect. So this is this is not the sort of game that I was looking to um, looking to bother with. Bearing that in mind, um, but all. Villa obviously have stayed up. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if there's a whole lot else to actually say. No. <laughs> I mean, Greedish Greedish paid out sixty p with his goal. Yeah, um, which could be his final gift. It um, could be. Got to be going surely. You would think so. You he think loves so. the club. That's the thing, though, isn't it? You know, he genuinely does love him, but that's the thing. He loves the club. Um, I'd personally, I'd be quite shocked if these, you know, my United rumours that were hanging around at one point were actually going to come to fruition. Because I think they're just going to end up getting Sancho now, and then do you really need Jack Grealish? Because no. the emergence of Mason Greenwood. Which you know, a lot of people knew what he was about, but you know what he's done since lockdown. Why? Why would you pay sixty million odd for Jack Grealish when you've got a ready-made player who can score you more goals than Jack Grealish would probably? Well, they've got yeah. their front four with Bruno, and then the three the three forwards has worked particularly well, right? And obviously, you add Sancho into that mix, he's not going to be any sort of bit part rotation kind of option no. he probably comes in and immediately is playing close to 90 minutes every yeah. game which uh, will Bruce, be a shame for Mason, Mason Greenwood it will it'll be I a shame for Mason Greenwood it. and it means that in the end Mason Martial and probably Rashford see a bit more rotation between them yeah I think it'll more be Greenwood and Martial personally I think that will be the the two rotation um, they might rotate yeah. in terms of where they're all playing because I think all of those three, maybe not Bruno so much, but sort of um, Rashford, Martial, uh, Greenwood, and Sancho. So those four, I think those four can pretty much play anywhere across the the front three. Yeah, uh, and that's what that's what's worked so well about them since lockdown. So you add Sancho to that mix, and he's he's kind of capable of doing the same thing. Yeah, so I don't um, see a place for for Grealish in that side at all. Um, yeah. So it would be interesting to see where you know where he ends up if he does now decide to go because I think he has also mentioned before if they stay up then he might be happy-ish to to stay because you know it's it's not as if he wants to necessarily leave he he's struggling to see where the ambition is do you know what I mean yeah he wanted to stay with Villa to get them up but. Um, if he doesn't leave Villa this season, I know obviously or next season, I know that sometimes it's out of their control. But that just shows to me that he hasn't got any ambition. So as far as a big club goes, I wouldn't want him anywhere near the side. To be fair, if he didn't have that drive, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think the thing with him is he'll probably want. You know, as as you say, like he loves the club. He probably doesn't desperately want to leave. Yeah. So he'll be interested in conversations with the board about you know what they're willing to spend. They yeah they had a fairly big summer last summer to bring in. I mean you know it wasn't necessarily all good money they spent, but you know they they made Ming's a permanent move. They brought in Wesley. Um, 
you know, Trezeguet, El Ghazi, whoever, like all these guys that have come in, they're pro- presumably going to follow that up this summer. It's not just going to be that that was kind of like a one-time thing. So yeah. I'm assuming Grealish will be interested in what their plans are for this summer before he really makes a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll move on from that game because there wasn't actually a whole lot to say yeah. about it. So we've already covered the the United um, puzzle in a little in a little uh, bit of detail there, but they won two 0 at Leicester, so that meant Leicester lost out on a Champions League spot. United secured a Champions League spot, so they finished third. Yeah. Um, Bruno, another sixty p payout. Ah, uh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. They shorted him. Literally about five minutes before the penalty. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, were, were you expecting him to get subbed? Was that part of I, the, the plan he, there? Yeah, I just don't... To me, he wasn't doing much. Like, I, I obviously, I um, went long on Vardy. Um, I got out of him pretty quick because I, I could just get... I just had that feeling that after about 20 minutes that nothing was going to come from him anyway, the way the game was going. Yeah. Um, and to be honest... Um, I was just going to leave it at that because after 20 minutes, it was just going mental, to be honest, with all the games, you know, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't keep up with it. So I thought to myself, right, I'm not just going to jump. Yeah, I'm not just going to jump in because I've been burned not putting enough effort into choosing a play at the back or or the short. Um, So I was going to leave it and I was watching the game, I was watching the game and thinking, oh, I just don't know. He's not doing a lot, um, you know, and it looked fairly decent. The price, I can't remember what it was at the time. Um, but it must, have was, been, must have been about 50p. Yeah, and I, and yeah, just literally five minutes before the penalty. So then I got out of it and called it a day end. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to yeah. be fair, he was on 37p before he scored the penalty, um, and that's yeah. at 68 minutes, which is. For him, that's that's poor. I mean, he he didn't have a shot on target. Yeah, he's set the bar very high, hasn't he? He has. Um, and he's looked a little leggy the last few games. So, I mean, in that's the thing. Backing the sub there essentially doesn't doesn't really look like a bad move. That's just unfortunate that they've gone uh, won a penalty a couple of minutes later, I guess. Yeah. Um. Jesse Lingard got his first goal for about a thousand years. Was I just, his first, I think it was his first goal contribution since like December 2018. Yeah, something like that. Um, we won't mention who he got his last goal contribution against. Um, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm 99% sure I know exactly who it was against. Yes, um, I do as well. <laughs> but all I thought of when I... I think I can't remember who it was on Slack who mentioned that Lingard scored and all I could think back to was that that guy who basically had a couple of quid on Lingard to not get any goal contributions in this year, and he gets it with literally the last kick of the season. The 98th minute. <laughs> 98th minute in the, what was it, five minutes of added time that was only supposed to be added on? <laughs> yep, something like that. So that was, I mean, that was in part down to Johnny Evans, who had a, an absolute stinker in the end. Yes, he did. There, there are a lot of parts with this Johnny Evans performance. He finished on 11p, a, ba- a, pe- a base payout, I think, of minus 4p. And he'd actually had a very good first half, I think. He, he was on 49p at half time. And that's even after he got booked, right? 
Did he get booked in the first uh, half? No, he got he got booked in the second half. Ah, right, okay. It's, this is where it all starts to go quite wrong. Um, yeah. Around the hour mark, he, I think, gave away a foul, then got caught offside, then gave away the foul for the penalty and got booked, and then they scored. Yeah. So that's, that's is that two that's... two p for the foul, five p for the yellow card, five p mm. for conceding the penalty, five p for, for conceding the goal. Yeah, five p for the yellow card. Yeah, so seventeen p in like a minute. Well, it well, actually ended up 18... being like three minutes because of VAR. Yeah, eighteen minutes technically if you take the well, he you don't lose two and five for the penalty. You just lose the five. Oh, so sorry, he had two yeah, okay. p in the sixty second minute. Uh, minus 1p in the 63rd for the offside and then penalty yellow card and goal right so that was so that was quite bad for him and then it there are a couple more fouls I think and then you get to the 94th minute and I suppose it kind of spoke to the desperation of, of Leicester at that point there was a there was a clip of James Madison sitting in the stands looking for Lawn, and then you see Johnny Evans diving in on uh, on Scott McTominay, and it was—I mean, it was definite. It was a red card. He was off the floor, and he's caught him. Caught him in the ankle, and so that was a straight red on top of the yellow that he'd already got, which you don't always see. No, that's quite painful because yeah, it, yeah, especially if you went long on him. But if you went long on him and you hadn't traded out, you know, by that point, um, there might be something wrong. Because I mean, I would have traded out the second. Uh, they scored the penalty, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I think you probably would do, generally. Yeah. Um, if anyone man- if anyone decided to short him at half-time, I would love to see it, because that's a, that's a hell of a trade. Because um, obviously he's Agreed. got his red card, and then Lingard's yeah. just compounded the misery. So that's another 5p in like the 98th minute, when the game should, you know, you might have thought the game was, would already have been done. So yeah. he's, he's done well to pay out anything at all, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But um, Vardy, I mean, apologies, Scott, but Vardy really had a sh- crap game, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's had an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it's one of those games. I mean, it was quite cagey, and I I only turned it on for the last 20 minutes, and obviously the last 20 minutes is a point when, when Leicester is starting to build some pressure up. But I think from what I've seen before then, yeah. it, it wasn't uh, wasn't all that great. Just, um, just didn't have the supply, and it, it, you could just see he just wasn't going to get anything all game. So, yeah, just got out to that one real quick. Yeah, fair enough. Good season he's had though. In the end, yeah, at the yeah. age of thirty-three. Yeah, so. he's consistent as well, isn't he? And he's proven all the. Well, he hasn't got to prove anyone wrong no more because he's already done it. What he's done, but he's staying at that level now. You know, he's not just a one-season wonder. He's constantly consistent. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, well, I can remember what was it, 2015 maybe? There was talk of uh, Arsenal being after him. Um, mm. You suspect now he might just end up staying with Leicester yeah. probably for the next couple of seasons, and and that'll be that, I guess. Um, let's hop on to Chelsea Wolves. So Chelsea ended up nicking fourth place um, with the result in Leicester, and then Chelsea beating Wolves two nil. So they've got Champions League football next year, which is pretty good for them with their ambitions to sign Kai Havertz. And obviously they've already added uh, Zayek and, and Timo Werner for next season. Anyone yeah, keep an eye on this game? Uh, no. 
No, again, this is literally, I was just swapping back and forth between um, Man City and uh, and the Liverpool game, in all honesty. Fair. Um, but I was, I was keeping an eye on sort of the payouts um, and I've seen sort of Mount's free kick, which was just beautiful, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah, really nice free kick and a, a decent pass for the second goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Giroud had quite a lot to do there, but, but finished it quite well. Scott, did you did you trade anyone in this game? Were you watching it or anything? No, I stayed well away from it. Um, Wolves haven't been the best. Or, well, they've been doing okay, but um, yeah, I just it's just too much inexperience on the market from my side of things at the moment. So um, obviously, in hindsight, after you see all the payouts, you know, it's I've always been sort of a fan of Mount. So I've always thought I've never gone to him, but um, I've always thought about longing him. And then it may be the game I was going to long him. He didn't. It didn't pan out. So I'm always, I'm still a bit twitchy on on different things, you know. Yeah, but like yeah. you said yesterday, was just too, it's just too much carnage, really. Especially for um, I would have lost a lot of money if I had um, if I had just um, bet on instinct, you know, and just getting too carried away with it all. Yeah, that's but, fair enough. In respect to Mason Mount, they've got a lot of options in that Chelsea midfield. Mm-hmm. So even even in a world where they're still only using three subs, yeah, he yeah. he could be a dangerous one to get involved with just because they've got yeah they've got so many options. You know, you, you see like know, Ross yeah. Barkley, Kovacic, yeah. all getting game time. You just yeah. don't know. You just don't know. I like him as as a player. I think he's fantastic. And but this the team he's in, he's it's just so volatile. You don't know. You know. You just don't know. And it's only going to get worse for yeah. for that position, effectively. If you know, if Havertz does join, um, it's it's not going to get any easier for him, is it? No, no. Well, you'd think that some players are going to get moved on from Chelsea with all these all the names that they're signing. Jorginho has been linked with a move away. I think it was Sari wanted him at, at Juve. Shock horror. Yeah, it's not really <laughs> a surprise, is it? He sort of no, just follows exactly. follows Sari around Europe. Yeah. Or to England, to uh, England and back, I suppose, from Italy. But um, there, there is a lot of congestion in that midfield, and it might end up that with players like Havertz and Zayat coming in, who are, you know, they're almost nailed on to play. That Mount ends up playing a little bit deeper in the midfield, possibly. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if Lampard will try and find a way to to fit him in there. Um, Willie Bully paid out very well in this game. Yeah, so sixty-one yeah. p. He's an inconsistent performer. Then, yeah, that's another thing as well, isn't it? You know what what you see um, when you're watching games is not always reflective to sports stack. You know, no, exactly. Like you know, if you looked at that scoreline, you probably would have thought, "Ah, oh, like you know, defenders haven't haven't really had a great day." And then you look at it on sports, yeah. and you're like, oh, "Hang about!" Like, Bolly paid out sixty-one p. And that's this. That's strong. He's had a hell of a game, basically. Well, exactly. Keeping more goals out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's what forty-six p base. No. Yeah, forty-six p. Yeah, yeah forty-six p. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's huge. We'd we'd applaud that every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so this this I, I suppose comes back to um, evaluating the quality of a, a shot or something like that because he he had ten p from two shots on target, and. That's a, I suppose, a nice little bonus if you know your centre half is going to be a bit of a threat. Yeah. Um, from set pieces, 
Uh, final game we're going to touch on: Man City five, Norwich nil. Because you know there are a few a few bits to to cover here. Kevin De Bruyne was chasing the assist record. So yes. going into the game, he had nineteen. Thierry Henry had twenty in a season a long time ago now. Um, and obviously De Bruyne probably wanted that second assist, didn't get it, but he did score two goal of this month at least contenders one was actually including the goal of the season competition mm-hmm. uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it um he's just ridiculous isn't he <laughs> he's just yeah he's just something else um i felt i felt a little bit sorry for him because you could see at times where he'd where he'd put someone through and they they didn't finish it yeah and sort of i was just sat here watching i was like oh, i just i i really want you to beat this record like you I, deserve it more than anyone as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I wanted it for him as well. The bit that pissed me off uh, was the fact that he was banging these goals in and he just looked so upset. He's up for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, was scoring, he was scoring worldly goals and he just looked annoyed. He's just oh, um, like, someone. <laughs> I suppose it, it's almost like he, he is, is, along with all of us, uh, are glad that this this leg of the season is over now. He's probably just got a bit tired of um of playing key passes and, and assisting and scoring goals, I don't know. But the other one to mention is David Silva, who we've we've talked about a couple of times lately, Jay. Yeah, unfortunately for him he didn't quite have the fairy tale send off, I suppose, as at least from a sports stack perspective. I know he paid out sixty five P without a goal, which is fantastic. You know, he didn't even get an assist. Um but you know, you just really wanted him to get it. You know, it's like that that final send off for him in in the Premier League. Um, so, and you know, he was my FPL captain. Um, I I took him on the super stack, so it would have been great if he did score. <laughs> it would have been nice, yeah. Um, he got his he got his substitution in the eighty fifth minute, didn't he? So he could get a hug from everyone and yeah, and wave bye bye. Um, Scott, so, did you did you trade anyone? <laughs> Not in this game, but I have made a lot off Raheem Sterling in the past. Um, he's my biggest win, actually, Raheem Sterling. But going long or short? Uh, going long. Right. Nice. Um, but yeah, no one in particular in this game, to be honest. Um, I've done Kevin De Bruyne a couple of times um, that has paid off um, going long. I've also shorted him and, and won as well. But again, it's another one where... Um, the inconsistencies of it, of the post lockdown at the moment, you know, with the games coming thick and fast, um, there's a bit of, you know, this like one minute they have a good game, the next they have a bad game, so there's a lot of um, obviously tiredness plays into a part with that, and and the um, and the fact that it's coming to the end of the season as well. But looking at it in hindsight, Man City and Norwich is a perfect opportunity to get some. Um, profit there really if I'd use my head a bit more if I thought about it a bit more yeah I think obviously the the problem with even going long on Man City players is pep rotation and yeah. you saw that at half time he made three subs at half time took Foden off who Foden actually looked quite decent I mean he he paid out 51p and you know that's after getting subbed off, subbed off at half time and he didn't have any goal involvement either 
so I mean, if you know, if you went long on him, you'd you probably would have made a, a small loss if you just let that run. Yeah, because I'm sure he was more than fifty one p to buy, and before kickoff, so you know, you would have suffered a little bit there, and you'd quite rightly be peeved off with Pep yet again for rotating the way yeah. he does. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's not just rotation. That is the third sub I can think of he's made at half-time where you, you're kind of wondering why Yeah. Um, in recent games. So, that's, I mean, that's the thing. I, I kind of stopped trading City players a little while ago unless I thought they were going to be subbed. So, I had, I've had a couple of shorts lately. But um, in terms of going long, I'm, I'm too cautious and all of those now. Um, you know you're relying on some action in the first half and the chance to trade out generally um, and you just don't know when when Pep's going to decide he's had enough of someone he's going to hook them at half time even though they're doing well so it's a tough one to trade let's hop on to the community questions so we've got a few here Lewis who is the uh, community manager Sports Stack has asked, uh, who is the best community manager in the Slack channel? Didn't know they had one. Oh, you didn't? No. Right, okay. There we go, Lewis. There's your answer. Uh, (laughs) Right. So that's one. We'll move on. Yep. Trading by Chris. So last week's guest we've already mentioned, he's fired in asking, have you found Sports Stack since you joined and has the Slack channel been beneficial to you? 100%, 100%, yeah. Obviously, I've um, I, I had a bit of a bad day yesterday, but I'm still up 300% on my deposit. So I'd like to see that I found Sports Stack to be, you know, really good at the moment. Um, I hand on heart would say if I hadn't joined the Slack channel, then I probably wouldn't get half as much of the enjoyment because I enjoy going on the community on game day. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's, it's, really, it's really good fun and banter. Um, hard to keep up with sometimes it's now relentless with the conversations but <laughs> I just it's not all, like like you say it's not always about um, going long and short on players it's the whole package all together you know mm-hmm. um, I think if that wasn't there I probably I definitely would lose a lot of money or would have lost a lot of money um, yes. but the enjoyment wouldn't have been I don't know it just wouldn't have been so engaging you know it would just be me in front of the telly yeah, um, I think that's the thing. I mean, whereas you can interact with people now, you know, and exactly and people are winning, people are losing, and yet we're all, you know, we're all enjoying it, you know. Yeah, if, we're, we're if all you winning. Didn't have... Sorry, go on, Jay. I didn't hear I said, that. Yeah, people are winning, people are losing. Uh, we're all enjoying it, and we're all whinging at Opta too. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a good place to go to have a moan about Opta. Yeah. Um, they've got yes. a few bits they need to sort out. There's some proper meltdowns on that Slack when that happens. i got to uh, be honest, I was sort of chilled out um, a couple of weeks ago because I, um, I was in profit at the time. And I, I think I was, um, it happened to me a couple of weeks ago and I was starting getting a bit twitchy. Um, but it, yeah. is what it, it is what it is in the, the moment. I, you know, when you're playing for fun, those kind of things don't, they don't. Um, it don't, it don't yeah, you, you know, if, if there was big, big money on it and I was, then perhaps I might be a little bit different, but I am. I just try and, you know, remember the fact that I am playing it for fun. Yeah. So that's the easiest way for me to get around it, to be honest. 
I think he'll only get better, like see well, seeing I don't know if it is up there at the end of the day, but uh, it should do. I mean, yeah. the only thing we know is that it is the feed that Sportstack have got is a completely sort of bespoke feed yeah. specific to them sort of thing. So therefore it's it's new and therefore there are always going to be uh kinks in the system. Yeah. 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 For a while. Well, it's, it's something for them to improve on, and obviously it's something when you've got a paying customer that is Sportstack, they they yes. will need to um, improve on that service because you can imagine that that not everyone at Sportstack would have been thrilled with what they've seen, particularly since lockdown. I don't remember there being so many of these issues before. I think it's when you've got a lot of games on at once. Yeah, yeah. I think um, um, I'd be very shocked if Nick wasn't on the phone to them quite quickly um going off on one <laughs> like he just strikes me as that kind of person like he i imagine he's you know like your best mate when everything is you know going fine you know there might be like little kinks here and there and like you know you guys can sort it out but if you like you know if you fuck up royally yeah i reckon he would be on your case like majorly on your case well let's, let's hope he's not on our case after we put his podcast out he'll be expecting the best from Opta and it's, it's fair enough as a paying customer yeah, yeah. Um, customer just to kid. just to round that question off do you think Scott you would still be on the platform if there wasn't the Slack community and the Twitter community if you were if you were sort of I suppose effectively playing the game by yourself yeah, I think um, t- I would never have found it if I wasn't on Twitter. Right. Um, and I just wouldn't. I'm I'm a very sort of, uh, my character is, I like interaction. Right. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I just wouldn't be on there. I just, I can't see where um, the, the the enjoyment, it, you know, you would have enjoyment by watching a game on your own, but it's just the banter levels. And, you know, when someone scores in another game, you've got, Lewis screaming the name like you know, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Notifications coming up left, right, and yeah. center. You got Mark banging on about wolves, you know. <laughs> it just it just all adds to the entertainment, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you realise you're fifty quid down on a player. <laughs> oh crap! So this is actually this is something I wanted to to ask myself was how much of your um portfolio would you be allocating to to one player obviously you said if things go wrong you'll go back to say 10 shares but how, what sort of exposure level do you get on like one player um probably uh i didn't yesterday but i just went in all on vardy yesterday but um you're talking i think that was about 200 shares right okay uh, so i'm only playing with a small cash balance and well you know obviously it's small to some and then big to others but um yeah, I tend to only go to, to one or two players and then that might change during the game then. Go um, So a lot of... I, I, I would say that I've done well out of um, players going bad and then I've, I've saved them. So I may not have profited during that day, but I've managed to save what I lost in the original player that I that I put shares in, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, I win more than I lose, so... I'm not too bothered about losing. I've got my strategy for coming back when I lose. Um, so it's yeah, it's just it's just keeping that mentality of um, 
of just not getting carried away, accepting that you will lose because at the end of the day, you're not you're not going to win all the time. No, yeah. Um, and I'm just I just keep ticking along. I, obviously, super stack is a is a good a good way of playing it as well. Um, and I just seem to be just totting it up over the four weeks. I've been totting up profit. You know, only only small profits, but they build up over time. You know, and I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, and that a, that actually reflects something you said earlier on, which I guess for people who aren't on Sportstack or any maybe even any of these kind of trading platforms to get used to is yeah where you'd done so well on Superstack on the opening on your your first bet, but then on the exchange you said you made a couple of quid. Yeah, that literally yeah, one pound ninety nine. So in the end that's a two percent day, right? And if you can compound those, that builds yeah. up. Yeah, um, I, always, I always aim for ten percent and ten percent. So if I if I bet hundred pound, I'm looking at roughly ten pound. Um, yeah, you know, on on that particular trade or overall, um, and I've been doing that. You know, I've I've been hanging on props, um, and got more profit on some occasions, and then I've been hanging on too long and then lost. Um, but I seem to be just ticking along quite nicely at the moment. Yeah, um, good. I still, I still got a lot to learn, you know. Like, I, it falls into three categories where I, I know now that if I don't put any effort into trading a player, um, I will lose. I, I don't seem to get away with luck, to be honest, on that side of things. If I put in some um, form of research, I, I genuinely get a profit. So now I just need to put that extra little bit of time in to learn, go into the deeper things like the graphs. And I'm sure I'll do it a lot better with putting more time and effort into it. Yeah. Um, but it just seems at the moment I'm getting, I'm doing well just out of general football knowledge that I've built yeah. over the years. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Final community that. question. Sportstack Mark asking, have you been trading subs much, particularly shorting subs? So I don't know if he's referring specifically there to the players on the bench. Obviously, yeah. you mentioned that you've, you've, been picking um, on players that you think might get subbed, but yeah, I've mentioned before about the psychology of um, I, I just I just think that players struggle if they have a bad first half, then they genuinely not all the time, but they genuinely struggle to pick it up in the second half unless they have a rallying call from the manager at halftime that g's them up. They're usually given that five to ten minutes in the second half to try and turn it round, and then they get they get subbed then eventually at 60 minutes you know even if that yeah um, so it's happened to Harvey Barnes I think once or twice I've shorted him um, literally sort of after the 30th minute um, just on the you know the, obviously the chance that I think you know if he doesn't turn this around early second half I think he's going to get subbed and he did so I think he worked out about 20 minutes of trading in him and I, I got about a 30% profit back you know but it's, it's kind yeah it's kind of like I've, I've got to be looking at you obviously got to be looking in game for that so it's not it doesn't happen all the time but usually you get a feel for when a player is going tits up you know mm-hmm. so, so yeah yeah I de- it's definitely it is definitely one of my strategies and another one would be youth as well you know when they they get in the run out doesn't always happen for them yeah fair enough um, bit of everything going on really yeah that's it in the end you can't really 
restrict yourself to to yeah. one thing because um, there is there is so much to look at during these games. Yeah. We'll move on to the Champions League, which is coming up. We're going to cover all of these matches in more detail um, in next week's pod because at the moment we actually only have one market open to look at. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that does seem like a reasonable starting point, I guess. Yeah. So, um, Juve, who, you know, just won their ninth Serie A title in a row, I think. Is it nine? Yeah. Yeah, they beat Sampdoria at the weekend. Um, so, they, you know, they're, they're going into this game now 1-0 down on aggregate. So, they need to, they need to perform. Um, you know, is... Is Ronaldo gonna gonna take it by storm? I mean, he had a really poor thirty three p last time, which I know um, yourself and me, Dave, we we both profited off quite quite nicely. Yeah. Um, and now it's whether you know what what do you think he's going to do this time? I mean, he's fifty six p to buy or fifty three p to short at the moment. Yeah, it's... I've gone. I'd gone long on him. Just... It's a really tough one to call, to be honest. I feel like Leon, Leon obviously in control, well, not in control, but um, I think they'll be looking to frustrate him as much as possible. Yeah. And if I were to guess, I, I think in the end I'll probably end, I'll probably leave it alone, but I, mm. I wouldn't fancy them to actually, you know, keep him quiet the entire the entire time no i think the other thing that you know i'm just thinking about now is the fact that leon actually haven't played a competitive game of football no yes exactly that's and my I, my take on it yeah that's that's leaning me towards going long on ronaldo because it's very much a case of well look leon haven't played a competitive game of football in you know forever now um, yes, they played friendlies, but they're friendlies. This is not the same thing. Yeah, you're quite right. I mean, I don't know if the answer to that is potentially to look elsewhere for value. I mean, Dybala is 48p. Yeah. And he's been quite a big player for Juve in in the, the game since lockdown. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd agree with that. So I I need to really study this game myself to work out if there's anything there that I particularly fancy. But I I'd be tempted to say actually Dybala might be a, a better shout than than Ronaldo. Um, yeah, saying I think that he's, he's got... well his 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 history is a little bit distorted I think by a couple of sub appearances. Yeah, that's that's the other problem with him. Um, you know, you the only games that you can actually really take. Um, is the uh, Moscow game, the Atletico game, and the Lyon game. The previous Lyon game, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, on this that is... basis, you would definitely go long on him, right? Even at forty-eight p. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I think I'd, I think I'd fancy. I think we're in, we're in weird. Yeah, we're in a sort of weird situation, obviously, with the no one in the stadium and all that stuff and Juve will be more used to that now yeah exactly um, and they they should be more up to speed um, they've got a couple of weeks now to rest so it's not like they're going to go into the game 
fatigued or anything. So as we talk it through, I'm thinking that I would want to move towards being long. Some of the Juve players, possibly. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I'll, I will fully hold my hands up that I have just gone long on Dybala. Have you? Yeah, I have. Um, as you were talking about it, it just started to make a lot more sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I will have a think about this later on, probably. But that's one that I quite like the look of. And I mean, I'm looking at the the Leon players, and a, a lot of them look like they may be priced f- to get a bit of a battering. Yes, they do. So there might be some value in there because I don't think it's going to be that straightforward. I think if you can pick up, I mean, Bruno. Gimarej paid out 66p in that last game and obviously that itself was a bit of a battle for Leon and I don't think this is going to be a particularly different game in terms of the way it plays out so he might he might be value but obviously on a sample size of one it's difficult to make that call so yeah you just don't know do you Um, no I mean if if I was going to be picking anyone I'd be picking a defender but if I'm also being 100% honest I'd really don't follow the French league enough to make a educated trade without seeing the lineups first. Yeah. That might be one to wait wait a little bit until yeah, wait until the lineups even and, and see see what comes out there. Um I suppose is there a danger that Memphis the Pie is fit? Um hmm. I don't think he will be to be honest. But yeah, I'd I'd be quite surprised if he was fit. Someone has bought him. People well, have been buying him, but um, the problem is, if you know, if he doesn't play, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, exactly. I think there are probably people who are willing to take that punt because he's forty p, um, and he's obviously a monumentally important player for Leon. So yeah. we'll see on that one, Scott. Have you have you got any feeling on that game? Yeah, I've just got, I've gone long on Ronaldo just on the fact that um, Juventus have got the match sharpness, the competitive sharpness. Yeah. I, I just think they're going to be too strong for Leon and and too slow and too slow as well. Um, I just got a feeling that, yeah, I just got a feeling that they're going to turn up. Um, I'm hoping anyway, otherwise I'll be moonwalking out of that trade as well. <laughs> <laughs> but Actually, just going back onto uh, Memphis Depay, he, he actually played in the friendly against Celtic over the weekend. Uh, and scored. I did see that actually. That yeah, means um, he he did score. Um, so I might I might have a little. Then. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things. Like yeah, all right then. At forty p, it's it feels rude not to. Um, so I I have left you both some there, not a huge amount, but I've left you some there at forty p. <laughs> I'll have Good to man. Some more money now. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. It's, it's not the first time where we've been on the pod and we've looked at players and thought, oh yeah, okay. And then, because I I genuinely play with larger stakes than yeah. Dave does, so I I tend to get the uh, the slightly cheaper price, and he's just left it like, <laughs> really? <shit>. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jay's Jay's a predator on these markets. Yeah, I'm, he is I'm just left in his wake, so. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not going to knock him for that. It's good trading. Um, we t- and we talk about these things. You've got you've got to act first. In the end, the people who move first tend to get the advantage. Or you know, if it goes against you, then it it can be more painful, I suppose. But yeah, um, yeah, cool. Right, probably the most interesting game 
in this round of fixtures coming up is City versus Real. Oh, yes. So City take a 2-1 lead back to the Etihad, which I don't know... I can't actually remember going back to it now, Jay, what we'd said going into that game, but I don't think we'd necessarily seen City winning that. No, we didn't. And they wouldn't have if Sergio Ramos didn't see red. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That was a good trade for me that day. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. We both got out of that about 10 minutes before he got sent off, didn't we? <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, I if I'm being honest, um, you know, as much as Real Madrid have been quite good um, in the restart, and you know, I suppose you could also put a bit of that down to Barca being inconsistent in the league, um, a Real Madrid side without Sergio Ramos now for this this return leg, where they they really need to keep a clean sheet against, for me, the most dominant attack inside in Europe at the moment um, isn't really going to go well for them as far as I can tell. It's going to be a difficult one that. I mean, there's there's a lot to consider there because obviously Real Madrid's midfield will be more of a challenge than probably anything anything City have come up against in the Premier League. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, but if they can break through that midfield, I think there's weaknesses. Yeah, I'd say so. Um what it does mean is they might be looking to areas other than Kevin De Bruyne. Because you'd imagine that the Casemiro is going to try and keep De Bruyne as occupied as he can. Yep. Um, I think I I'd be very shocked if they don't double up on Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, Man City for me. I think. Do you reckon so? Yeah. Do you think? In this tie, in sorry, in this particular leg, or just to win no, I, overall? Yeah, just in this particular leg, I just think they're going to be too strong for them. Um, I just, I don't know, it's just the competitiveness of the leagues as well. Like, see, Barcelona have been inconsistent, but the the standard of football they play up against on a regular basis is not, not as, you know, like the Premier League really. So yeah, I just think Man City, yeah, Man City are going to have that edge because you know. These teams look brilliant, don't they, in the, the foreign leagues? But, you know, when they come up, like, well, see, you know, obviously they are a brilliant team, but I just think Man City are just going to have too much firepower for them. Yeah, I think, I mean, for me personally, it's it's them, it's Man City, sorry, it's Real Madrid not having Sergio Ramos. Mm. That's what swings it for me. On the flip side, City don't have Aguero. Um, but Do they then, need him? Yeah, yeah well, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Jesus has done well yeah. since since lockdown, and obviously Sterling's been contributing with a fair few goals. Sterling, Mares, Bernardo, David, Silva, they're, they're fine. It's just everywhere, like, isn't it? Goals yeah. from everywhere. That's the thing. I know we've fawned a little bit over David Silva what, with him, him leaving, but is he? I mean, is, I'm assuming he's going to be able to take part in this game, and he's not like done yeah. now. Yeah, he's yeah. It'd be, so it'd be nice. He's extended his contract. To... Well, I don't know actually, because I the contract extensions were to the end of the domestic seasons, weren't they? Or were they? I don't yeah. actually know. Yeah, I might have to have a look at that because David Silva might not be able to if 
that's the case. It'd be, sure. it'd be nice for him anyway if they could find some success in, uh, in the Champions League. Yeah. Well, I don't think he'd be one of these players who would like reject an additional contract extension to play in the Champions League if that's what had to happen. I think no, he'd so. very much be up for it saying, yeah, let's go and try and win it. And that that will then be my final game. If, if his final game is him lifting the Champions League trophy for Man City, then what better way to go out yeah. Oh, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I suppose depending on who you support, I feel quite ambivalent about the whole thing. So I'd, it'd be it'd be good to see him see him uh, have some success on that front. Yeah. Um, I just look at it from a purely like outsider's point of view. Just enjoy the football that he plays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Last player. And just hate it when uh, whenever he came up against us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen him do similar things to Palace. So, yeah, um, I can, We've I can relate to that pain. one. <laughs> <laughs> We've all felt that pain. Yeah, exactly. Um, Barca Napoli. This That's tie, interesting one. It's set up in an interesting way, isn't it? But obviously, Barca with an away goal, had taking you know one all back to the new Camp. They're firmly in control, but Messi last time out. I think he paid out 39p. Yeah. Yeah, he, and obviously, they, they kept him very, very quiet, didn't they? They did. And obviously, everyone's everyone was a bit uncertain on how to price some of these guys in the Champions League. I think I think Messi's yeah. price might have gone a little bit mad. He was up at 65, 66p. Yeah, it wasn't the maddest price. It's, uh, not, it's not crazy when you put it in the context of Bruno and De Bruyne sort of getting up to around that level, actually. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I was I was referring to the fact that Lewandowski was like seventy one, seventy two p at kickoff. Yes, I'd, yeah, actually, I remember <laughs> well, that now. Yeah. Which was great for me buying like a thousand of them at like fifty p when the market opened. <laughs> that I mean, that's absolute madness. Actually, to think that he got up that high. No, it was uh, great. But then he, <laughs> what was it? he scored two. I think he scored two and set up one and. Yeah, he, he finished. You would, have, you would have about broken even. Yeah, you would. I think he paid... I, off the top of my head, I think he paid out 77p. Yeah. Oh, no, so he scored one set up too. That was it. But right. still. Yeah. Just, just about making profit on that was just... I mean, yeah, to be honest, I'd sold 90% of him before kickoff anyway. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll take that. I'll... I'll Every time I looked at the app that week, his price just kept on going high. I was like, I'll just list another hundred then, and literally just carried on. I was like, all right, I'll just keep taking this profit then. Yeah, fair enough. Um, just going back to Juventus quickly, Dybala did go off injured at the weekend. Oh, so <laughs> I, I thought I thought I'd seen something about someone going off injured there. Uh, they actually had two in. No, they had three injuries. Um, looking at sofa score, but Dybala went off injured for Higuain, and Higuain's forty-five p. So I might see what's uh, going going on with Dybala, but I don't particularly fancy Higuain at those prices. I don't think. No, I don't fancy Higuain at forty-five p. Uh, no, so we'll see. Um, sorry, going back to Barcelona because we kind of got sidetracked there. Yep. They're a club in a little bit of turmoil. Messi's not really playing with a smile on his face at the moment, so I don't really know 
It's going to be a tough one to call. I think for me, that's going to be uh, an in-play job. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be yeah. one that I look at pre-match and start trading because uh, you've just got no idea how that game is going to go at all. Penalties, I reckon. I can't split the two of them, to be honest, because of the way they're playing at the moment. So you think Napoli will can, can go and get an away yeah. goal? Yeah, I think they can. I think they can. That'll be interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing these prices now. I feel like I've got so used to seeing the Premier League prices that the novelty's worn off. So it'll be nice to to look at some different players and see how these prices come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think it'll be tough to really actually saying say anything on that mm-hmm. until then. But I I mean I'm leaning towards Barca Barca taking that because I think when it comes to it, Messi will find a way. I know you could have said that in the first leg, but um, this is this is crunch time. It's not that yeah. imaginative to to really come out with that conclusion. I know, but uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Final game: Bayern versus Chelsea. This tie that's is a done uh, deal. This is yeah, tie done. This is done. Staying away from that one as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the only see thing Chelsea nicking a goal or anything. Yeah, I think Chelsea will be competitive because Bayern. They haven't really played competitive football now for, what, a couple of weeks. So it'll be harder for Bayern. But, you know, the fact they've got three away goals, Chelsea need to go there and score at least three. Yeah. So when you put, when you put it like that. Order. Yeah, when Chelsea, you put it Chelsea like that. might walk the game 2-0 and, you know, Bayern may not produce anything, but 2-0 is not enough. It doesn't matter then. Yeah. And that, I suppose, is what makes it so difficult to trade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that'll be one that I just I stay away from. I'd I'd rather just watch the Barca Napoli game and trade on that because those two games are on the same day. I'm pretty sure they're the same time as well. So yeah, there's there's no point trying to split it. Just pick your one game and and go with it. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think I think Bayern will probably be using that as a game to tune up for the next round. So I, in the end, I could see like a scoring draw maybe. Yeah, um, I could see maybe a one all or a two all or a two one either way. Um, so Chelsea have just got to kind of go out and go for it, really. Which it's a bit of a bummer to see that tie all but done. Um, so we'll see. I mean, if if Chelsea can go and make a game of it, if they could get a couple of goals in the first half or something, it could be um, it could be a very could good second half. Second. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, we're not even sure when the markets for for the Barca, Napoli or Bayern Chelsea game are going live yet because they're not on the launch schedule. Um, no. But I can't imagine they'll be they'll be too long considering that we've already got Juve and Lyon. Yeah. For anyone for anyone who is listening to this um, shortly after release, City, Real Madrid goes live at 12 o'clock on Thursday. Yeah. So keep so, an eye out for that. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. And and there could be some there could be some interesting prices on there to begin with. I think this is probably the biggest challenge City have faced for a while. So the pricing on those guys might be might be a bit odd. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I'd I'd be keeping an eye out anyone for actually for any City players that look like they might be priced a little bit low because the chance of a player being needlessly rotated in this game is is much lower than it has been in over the last month. Yeah. 
Um, that's just about all we've got, I think, on the on the Champions League stuff. Any admin things to um, share, Jay? I think I don't think there's anything really to I cover. Mean, in all honesty, the normal admin thing for me is to get people to uh, get on Slack, but I think Scott has. Um, championed that more than enough yes get yeah on it. i'm on this so i don't need to do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah you could you could even be um be the community manager i reckon scott if uh if we haven't got one of well, those already yeah we need yeah. one don't we yeah because <laughs> yeah. yeah. i haven't seen one anyway um, all right well get get your cv into nick yeah nice one mate <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll give you a glowing reference don't worry about that <laughs> yeah absolutely well, <laughs> Scott, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, cheers for having me, lads. Yeah, appreciate it. No problem at all. We'll uh, we'll get you back on uh, maybe in the new season. And yeah. well, this, I suppose this will be your first actually your first opportunity to trade Champions League, won't it? So yeah, I'm just going to use the time to sort of monitor and make notes and see how things. You know, obviously the Bayern and Chelsea thing where it's all done and dusted, just to see how things fluctuate there. You know. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at all those games, and I, if I if I started trading now it on there, I'd be basically trading on luck. I know, like obviously, it, some of it comes down to luck, but I genuinely I can't call any of it to be honest. And I've only I've only gone with Ronaldo just for I just just think the competitive edge is gonna be enough, and hopefully he, uh, turns it on. Let's see. I've got my fingers crossed, you mate. On the basis that I'm not, I'm not trading. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I've got Memphis to pie, but whatever. We'll, we'll wave that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited to see, see how that one turns out. So, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, thank nice you again, to Scott. Yeah, um, thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you, you guys, for tuning in, and we will catch up with you next week. Next week will be a, a more in-depth preview once we've got some more of the prices. And I think we'll have a, another guest again. Is that right, Jay? Yeah, we've got a guest um, lined up for that. So we will we'll reveal that uh, later in the week. Um, and yeah, you, you'll all find out who it is and get excited about it. Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Catch you next time.